We continue, as we have been doing for Jan- since January, talking about peace. If there's something we all need in our hearts, our minds, our souls every day, it's peace. We live in a world where there's trouble. And Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. And so we're to be overcomers, and we cannot be overcomers unless we have peace. And the only way we're going to find peace is in a relationship real and live with Jesus. And so tonight we want to look at God will keep us in perfect peace, as the scripture says. So we go to Isaiah chapter 26 as we begin just two verses, I believe. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, the Bible says, you, Isaiah talking to God, you'll keep in perfect peace him or her whose mind is steadfast because he or she trusts in you. And so here he just uh, very briefly, very quickly, very well gets the point that God will keep us in perfect peace, but there's some conditions for that. And we're going to look at those very specifically. So what is perfect peace? If God's going to keep us in perfect peace, well, what is that? It means genuine and complete peace. And so we've been looking at the rest of the definition, which follows that uh, since January. But here Isaiah points out that this perfect peace is genuine, it's real, it's complete, it's not lacking anything. It's not just peace once in a while, sort of, kind of, maybe, was this morning, but I'm not tonight, that kind of thing. It's genuine, it's real, it's real and alive, and it comes from a freedom of rage and war. And usually we find a lot of rage and war going on within our very hearts. A lot of people walk around with rage and war going on within them. There's no peace in their heart, no peace in their mind. Therefore, within them, there's rage and there's war. And oftentimes you find it coming out of them, don't you? You run into those people. You hear those people. You are around those people. And so that rage and war comes out of them because there's no peace in their heart. Uh, But peace that is perfect peace is uh, contentment. You're content with who you are. You're content with where you are in life. You'd like a little more maybe. You'd like to have something more. But overall, you're content with who you are and where you are right now, tonight. You don't have to go anywhere else to be content. You don't have to uh, find something else to be content. You've got all you need to be content, be settled in your heart right now, tonight, where you are, because of your complete peace with Christ. It's a relationship that's real and live and personal. But it also means security. Uh, This perfect peace that's genuine and complete uh, gives us security. A lot of times we feel insecure in a lot of things we are involved with, whether it's our work, our school, our home, our family, or marriage, relationships, whatever it may be, a lot of times we find people are just insecure. Well, Jesus gives us this perfect peace, this genuine and complete peace that gives us security. And ultimately it means to be settled down in our heart. We're just settled down. We're okay. We're doing all right. We're settled down in our heart. Uh, We're not bouncing off the walls. We're not jumping up and down. We're just settled. We're settled in our heart. And so this perfect peace that Isaiah talks about says, you, God, you will keep me in this perfect peace, this genuine and complete peace, freedom from rage and war in my heart, contentment, security, and settled down in my heart. But he says also, goes on, you will keep in perfect peace whose mind is steadfast. So what does it mean by the mind? The mind that he's talking about here is simply something that is formed out of clay. During this day and time, you would find potters at a potter's wheel, and they take a lump of clay and put it on the potter's wheel and start spinning it around taking their hands and they're shaping and molding it into some kind of vase or uh, bowl or whatever it may be. And so therefore, they're just shaping and molding it. Well, that's what he's talking about, our mind. Uh, 
our mind has to be shaped and molded into this perfect peace that God's going to keep in perfect peace that's settled in our heart, but he's taking your heart and molding and shaping it into the image that he wants it to be so that we can have that perfect peace. But God's hands have to be on our mind, shaping us the way he wants us to think, shaping us the way he wants us to, to have a thought process, just shaping our mind to let thoughts come in our mind that come from God and, and eliminate thoughts that don't come from him so that we have this perfect peace, this genuine and complete peace. Our mind means our purpose, our purpose in life. What are we doing now? What, sometimes you ask people, what's the purpose in you doing that? Sometimes people say three words. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What's your purpose in doing that? I don't know. You know, wife told me, okay. Uh, three words, yeah, my wife told me, okay. Uh, so, you know, sometimes we'll ask, parents will ask their children, walk into a room, crayons in their hand, crayons all over the wall, and you ask that child who did that, and their answer sometimes is, I don't know. What? It wasn't me, okay. Another three words there, it wasn't me. And so, yet you caught them red-handed with a color in their hands, and they, they don't know. But we do that all the same way, don't we? Why did you do that? What was the purpose in doing that? I don't know. Just felt like it at the time. Just seemed like seemed right at the time. Just seemed like something I wanted to do. Just seemed like it was on my mind, so I did it. I said it. So there, you know. So our purpose of our mind. And so God says, I'll keep you in perfect peace. I'll keep you this genuine and complete peace, this freedom of rage and contentment. But it has to be a purpose in it. Our mind has to be focused and going toward that, not just haphazard, not just, well, we'll just let it happen. No, it won't. We have to have a purpose in it. It has to be formed in God's image. It means literally the frame of mind. Sometimes you ask that question again, what is your frame of mind right now? You know, what, are you thought, what are your thoughts right now? What are you thinking about? What's on your mind at this time in your life? What is your, on your mind this morning or this evening? You know, your frame of mind and what kind of attitude do you have? All of that goes together when we ask that question, what is our frame of mind? It's kind of like a picture, you know, around, uh, imagine this uh, around the edge here, this black part being a frame and something, a picture inside that, just like right here. What is in our mind? What's our frame? What's in there? What are we looking at? And so that's what Isaiah was talking about, our mind that's being formed by the potter, Jesus, our purpose in life. Our frame of mind, what's on our mind, what are we thinking, where are we going, what are we doing. So he's saying here, you will keep in perfect peace, this genuine and complete peace, whose mind, whose purpose, whose frame of mind is steadfast. So we have to look at that. If our mind is steadfast, what is it? It means it's leaning on something. We're leaning on something. I need a little help to lean on something to hold me up. And so our mind is steadfast because it's leaning on, who do you think? God himself, right? And so it's resting on. We just kind of, uh, we need to be resting on something because we're tired and we're going to fall over. We're depending on something. Steadfast literally means to be refreshed and revived. Every now and then, every once in a while, we need to be refreshed and revived, don't we? Because we get weary. We get tired. We get uh, burdened down with things of this world. We get... Uh, all kind of things going on in our life. We need to be refreshed and revived. How's that going to happen? Oh, I know. I'll just sit down and put my feet up for a while. Oh, I know. I'll have some water to drink. Oh, I know. I'll have a good meal. Oh, no, I'll have a good night's rest. You know, all the kind of things we think about. 
And God says, no, it's only going to come from a steadfast mind. One that's leaning on, one that's resting on, one that's, one is that depending on God for all things. And he says, as a result, we will be refreshed and revived. And so there we go, part of the sentence then. You, God, will keep in perfect peace this settle down in the heart whose mind, whose purpose in life, whose mind is being formed by your hands on them, who is steadfast, leaning on you, resting on you, depending on you, and become refreshed and revived because you're doing a work in our life. But he's not through yet, is he? He's still got some more part of that sentence to understand. You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast. Why? Because he trusts in you. See, we trust in God. It means we're confident, secure, and safe in God. Confidence. If you had to just define that one word, confidence, how would you define confidence? You have confidence in something. So what do you have? Trust, assurance. Other words came out. Trust, assurance, okay? You're confident that something's going to work, something's going to hold you up, something's going to do what it's supposed to do. There's a purpose in something. It's going to fulfill its purpose, whatever it may be, whether it's an automobile to start or it's a refrigerator to keep your food cool or a heater to keep the air warm or an air conditioner to keep the air cool, whatever it may be. You have confidence in that working and take care of itself. Well, same thing about trust with God. We have confidence in Him, don't we? Don't we have confidence in God? That God, I I need you like right now. God, I need you to hear me like right now. God, I need to have an audience with you like right now. God, I need to be able to depend on you right now. God, I need you to speak to my heart right now. And I don't know we could go with those kind of scenarios that trust means we're confident in God and we're secure in Him. Meaning that you take care of me, don't you, God? Mm-hmm. You're you're gonna never leave me nor forsake me, are you, God? Mm-mm. You're gonna always be be with me, aren't you, God? Yeah. And so all those questions that we talk about, God, we are secure in Him forever and forever. So here's the thing about salvation: when we get saved, we will never get lost again. Being saved is a one-time event with lasting effects. We had talked about that earlier this year in, in Sunday morning time. Salvation is a one-time experience with lasting effects. We'll never get lost again. We won't lose our salvation. Uh, we won't go through a period of time and say, well, I need to get saved again. I was saved a few years ago, but I need to get, get it again. And then a few years later, well, I need to get saved another time. And no. <laughs> we only got saved one time. And so we're secure in our salvation. We are secure in our relationship with Christ. We are secure because Jesus, you know what God did? He gave us a deposit. You know, a deposit, kind of like uh, you go into a hotel room. They need a deposit on the hotel room. You have to put some money down so they'll hold the room for you until you get there. So you put a deposit on. Okay, here's $50, whatever it is, and they're holding the room. That's what God does. He gives us a deposit. He puts a deposit on us. What is the deposit? The Holy Spirit. He says, I'm going to let the Holy Spirit come and live in you until you get to heaven. And then you won't need the Holy Spirit living in you because you're going to be right here with me. But until then, he says, I'm going to give you a deposit. My deposit coming to you is the Holy Spirit. Therefore, the assurance of our salvation is real and we're confident we'll never lose it because we have security of the Holy Spirit being our deposit. 
And so as He moves into us, as He moves into our heart, our life, our very soul, then we'll never lose the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's not going to wake up one morning and say, you know what, I know what you've been doing, I know the way you've been living, and I'm not going to live in here anymore. I'm leaving. <laughs> he won't do that. That's God's deposit in us. He's always going to be there. The Holy Spirit is in within us to do several things, to guide us, to teach us, to train us, to mold us and shape us, to even pray for us when we don't even know what to pray for. Sometimes we are going through such a what upheaval that God, I don't even know what to pray for about this situation. This is a very difficult situation, a, a very hard situation. I don't even know what to pray for, how to pray for it, what to do about it. <sighs> Holy Spirit says, hold on, I'll pray for you. <laughs> I pray for you because I live in you, so I'm going to ask the Father what He needs for you to do. And He intercedes for us. And so here's that trust that is confident and secure, but it's also safe. We're always going to be safe with God. We're always going to be safe with the Holy Spirit living in us and Jesus as our Lord, our Master, Savior. So once again, you'll keep in perfect peace, this genuine, complete peace that's real. You'll keep this... uh, whose mind, our frame of mind, our pottery, our purpose is steadfast, leaning on you, depending on you, being refreshed and revived because we trust in you, have confidence, security, and safety in you. So you see what we have to be doing? We have to be trusting him. This genuine, real peace doesn't doesn't just come to our life because God says, you got peace, you got peace, you got peace, you got peace, you got peace. It doesn't just happen. We have to be trusting him. You know, at least what, two days a week? You know, all right, three. Three out of seven days ought to be plenty, hadn't it? To trust God in all things. The other times, the other days, we can just do what we want to do, can't we? Don't need Jesus every day, do we? I mean, do we have to ask Jesus every day to just be there with us and walk us through what we're walking through? Can't we just do it every now and then? No, okay, you're not doing either one, are you? (laughs) We can't. We need Him every single day. We have to trust Him every single day. And so He says, therefore, when your frame of mind is dependent on Him and is secure in Christ, then He's going to keep us in perfect peace. But it's got to be every day, all the time, trusting Him, depending on Him, feeling secure in Him, and then He gives us that perfect peace that we need at all times. So when we live this day of life completely dependent on God every day, Rather than live a self-confident life, then we're going to have perfect peace because it's trust in God. Self-confidence. A lot of times people talk about, well, I don't have a lot of self-confidence to do whatever. You know, we've heard that, haven't we? We even said that. I personally don't have a lot of self-confidence when it comes to cooking. Why would I not have self-confidence when it comes to cooking when everybody in this room can cook and have confidence in it, but why would I not have self-confidence in it? What's wrong with me? Because I haven't done it much, have I? I did it about that much. <laughs> in December, after Judy died, I said, I'm going to learn how to cook. Never cooked. I was 64 years old, never cooked. Never. Zero. I said, I'm going to do it. Because everybody kept saying, you're going to have to start learning how to cook. I know. So I did. The very first thing I cooked was a pecan pie. 
my grandmother's pecan pie. I got her recipe down. I looked it up, saw what all I needed, got everything I needed, cooked up pecan pie, and it was almost good. <laughs> because here's what happened. Here's what happened. The recipe called for it to be baked at, I think, 350 for 45 minutes. All right, 45 minutes. There you go, 45 minutes, pull it out. And as you pull it out, it just looks like it's kind of shaking in the middle. I mean, it's like it's just loose. It looks like it's just liquidy, like, like this thing ain't baked. I'm putting it back in there. So I give it another 10 minutes, pull it back out, and I pull it out, look at it. That middle's just, I mean, it's like it's just loose. It's jiggly like jello or something. I said, it's still not cooked. And I looked at the recipe, 45 minutes. Now I've gone 55 minutes, still not done. Five more minutes. So I guess you give it five. Pull it out. I said, okay, it's going to be, I've gone 15 minutes way beyond longer than I should have. It's gone an hour instead of 45, so I'm going with it. Set it out, put it up there, you know, let it cool and all that. Went back later to cut a piece of it, and I had to take a knife that just had to <laughs> dig into it. And I got me a piece of pie, and it was pretty good, but it had been baked too long because I didn't know that once you bake the pie at 45 minutes and let it set, it's going to settle. It's going to harden enough like it's supposed to at 45 minutes of baking, and then it's perfect and just right. I didn't have self-confidence in that. I didn't know. I've never done that before. So we can do God that way, can't we? We can say, Lord, I know you said I needed to do this for 45 minutes, whatever it is. And I know what your instructions say for me to do right here. But you know, i got a better idea. I'm going to do it a different way. I'm going to take what you're saying and just kind of apply part of it to my life. And I'll use some of it and, and then I'll add to it. And, or maybe I'll just take some away from it. And I'll, work, I'll make this thing work for me personally, you see, God. And God says, no, <laughs> you need to go by the recipe. He said, if I say 45 minutes, I mean 45 minutes. Not 46, not 44, but 45. You see how that works in our life? We want to add to or we want to take away from some, sometimes from God's Word and say, I'll make this thing work and fit me better. We live a daily life completely dependent on God rather than live a self-confident life. Because we can have a lot of self-confidence in what we're doing, and then still one day it's all going to fall to pieces, isn't it? Because there's that one time that we thought we could handle it, we thought we could fix it, we thought we could deal with it, and we can't. Because see, most times a lot of us are fix-it people. You know, I can fix you, and I can fix them. I can fix anybody else around me, and I can even fix all kind of stuff. And then we come across something that we can't fix, don't we? Sometimes things happen in our life and we can't fix it. We can't do anything about it. I mean, it's just happening. It's unfolding in front of us and boom, there it is. And so we want to live that self-confident life. Then God says, wait, where's your dependence on me? I want you to live not self-confident in yourself. I want you to live totally dependent on me, he says. And so when we do that, then we're going to have that perfect peace because we trust God in all things, not just some things. So in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 4, the next verse, trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord is the rock eternal. Don't just trust in Him every now and then, but He says forever, because trusting God simply makes sense, doesn't it? Why? 
because he's like a solid rock that's eternally stable and unmovable. God said, I'm not going to forsake you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to change. I'm going to always be the same. You can always trust me, always depend on me, and always rely on me, and always have confidence in me to come through for you when I need to. And so that makes sense, trusting Jesus more than trusting us or trusting other people. Because haven't you found out by now that every now and then, every once in a while, people let you down? You ever seen that? I mean, you trusted them, you depended on them, you were standing by them, and then there it was one day. They just totally disappointed you. Why would somebody disappoint you like that? Why would somebody let you down? It's people, isn't it? Because sometimes we also disappoint other people, just like other people disappoint us. But God says, no, I'm solid rock. You depend on me. I'm eternally stable. I'm unmovable. You depend on me at all times. And so it just simply makes sense to depend on Him rather than other people or even ourselves to fix whatever needs to be fixed. So if we want to find peace that lasts forever, God is that stable and reliable source of perfect peace. Because in John 14, verse 27, the Bible says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I don't give as the world gives, Jesus says. You know, world gives peace and takes it back. world gives partial peace but not full peace. So he says, do not let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. He said, don't live with a troubled heart. If you had a troubled heart, not a physical one, but a spiritual, emotional, troubled heart, what do you think you would have? Do you know? How would you describe a troubled heart? Don't know? Not sure? A troubled heart is what? No answers? Chaos? What? Hurting and unsettled? Chaos? What? Unrest? Okay, good. I'm sorry, what was that? Anxiety? Yeah, okay. So all of that describes a troubled heart, doesn't it? Maybe you've had one. Maybe you've seen people with one. And so Jesus comes along and says, no, hold on, stop. I want to give you peace. I want to give you my peace. I don't want to give peace like the world gives because the world gives us a troubled heart. (laughs) We don't want a troubled heart. He said, don't do that. Trust in me and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to trust in me. Don't be afraid to rely on me. Depend on me. Just have that confidence in me and I'll give you peace to go through whatever it is you're going through. Oftentimes we want to go to Jesus and say, look, Jesus, I'm going through a hard time right here. I need you to take this away. Do something about it. Get rid of it. I got a troubled heart right now. The best way that you can help me right now is to take away what I'm going through. Then I won't have a troubled heart because I won't have the problem anymore. And Jesus says, I got a better idea. Rather than me taking away that situation you're in, that problem you're going through, let me just give you a heart that's got peace in it and you just keep walking through this difficult situation. Because I'm going to walk with you and I'm going to give you peace through it and I'm going to take away that troubled heart because you're going to be totally dependent on me. Aren't you? Oh, yeah, that's right, Jesus. That's a better idea. I'll just walk through what I'm walking through having peace with you and not have a troubled heart anymore because you're giving me the peace I need to go through what I'm going through. This next week, we may need the peace of Jesus in our heart. We may need to trust Him 
and rely on Him and depend on Him because there may be something that comes up in our life that's going to cause us fear, going to cause us anxiety, going to cause us troubled heart, going to cause us chaos. Don't know what it may be. We hope it doesn't, but it could. And so what are we going to do then? Will we walk through that with peace? We can if we're dependent on Jesus and we trust Him. Let's do that this week.